What's up, guys? Welcome to Demo with Mo. I'm your host, Monique Simmons. We'll be discussing dating, engaged, and married objectives from a young Christian's perspective. Are you guys ready? Let's dive in. Hey, what's up, guys? Welcome to a new episode of Demo with Mo. I am your host, Monique Simmons. This is February Black History Month. And this month on Demo with Mo, we will be spotlighting Black-owned businesses. Today's spotlight is going to be on the little things. That's L-U-T-T-L-E. It was established in June of 2021. The owner is Laura Lulu Furge, and that's where the business name came from, which I think is so cute because the owner's nickname is Lulu, so she named it The Little Things. I love it. I love it. Laura makes handmade gifts and treats, baked goods, chocolate dip treats, knit crochet items like teddy bears, scarves, hats, baby blankets, accessories, keychains, figurines, and more. She offers unique and personalized items for any occasion, or if you just want to treat yourself or do a random act of kindness for someone else. She also allows book ordering, wholesale pricing for church groups, teams, organizations, and gift shops as well. Her mission is to spread love, spark joy, and promote positivity one little thing at a time. To see examples of her work, please follow them on Facebook, TikTok, and or Instagram at The Little Things, T-H-E, L-U-T-T-L-E things. To inquire or place an order, you can send a direct message on Facebook or Instagram or email them at things at gmail.com. Shout out to you, The Little Things. All right, guys, today's episode is Stop Clocking My Uterus. If you've ever been asked, when are you going to have a baby? When are you going to start a family? You guys, you're not ready to have kids yet? How many kids you going to have? You have a girl, now you should try for a boy. Or you have a boy, now you should try for a girl. Oh, you guys have a lot of kids. You going to have another baby? You're pregnant again? If you've ever been asked any of these questions and you really wanted to tell them to shut it, this episode is for you ladies. Remember to follow me on Facebook at Demo with Mo. Come join our private group, Dating Engaged or Married Objectives on Facebook and come hang out with us and have a great time. Remember to leave a review or rating wherever you listen to podcasts. This review is from Royal Highness. The subject is great content. This podcast has great content for people that are dating, engaged, and married. I am tuned in weekly. I learn something new every week. Thank you so much for that review, Royal Highness. Thank you. But I won't hold you guys up any longer. Let's dive into today's episode. Welcome to another episode of Demo with Mo. Today's episode is Stop Clocking My Uterus. 
<laughs> I just get tickled even thinking about this, but we are in a society that pressures women to have babies, to have babies, to start a family, to make sure we keep up with the clock, the pressure, the pressure. The pressure women face to have a baby, more babies, or no more babies, is ridiculous. This pressure can come from family, friends, society, the church, and even strangers. There are a number of things that we as Black women, and I do want to say we as women, period, across the board, we deal with this pressure. But focusing on the Black women for Black History Month, there can be a lot of different reasons for us on what we go through when it comes to having a baby, or even if we even want a baby. It's just the different things that we face. The adding on pressure does not help us at all. We face infertility. Per Mayo Clinic, 10 to 15% of couples are infertile. That's a lot, y'all. That's a lot. So a lot of times when you're asking, especially new couples, newly engaged, newly married, when are you guys going to start having a family? When are you going to have a baby? Are you trying for a baby? A year down the road, you haven't had a baby yet. What's going on? Y'all not trying? You don't know what that couple may be facing. You don't know if the wife or the husband may be infertile. You don't know what it is they may be going through or facing. They may be trying every day to have a baby. They may be praying to God for a positive pregnancy test. You just don't know what people are going through. So you have to be very careful with pressuring people because you don't know what they're going through. And honestly, it's not your business. Miscarriages. The Lancet analyst data suggests the risk for Black women is 43% higher than for white women. 43% higher. That is high, guys. A lot of women in the Black community have experienced a miscarriage. So again, when you're questioning couples on when are they going to have a child, why are you guys not started yet? What's going on? You don't want a baby. You guys not ready to have a family. All of your different reasonings. And don't get me wrong. Some of you guys motives are right. You know, it may be a grandmother that's looking for a grandchild. You know, it may be a sister or a brother ready to be an aunt or uncle. It may be a best friend who's just been rocking with a girl and she's supporting her and waiting to become the godmother of that child because she loves her friend so much. A lot of people's motives can be right, but sometimes, you guys, it still can be very insensitive and it can be hurtful because you don't know what people are going through behind closed doors. People don't always share everything. Some people haven't even come to grips with what they're going through themselves. So they definitely don't know how to share it with you. So I'm encouraging you, if this is you on the other end of this, listening to this, and you are the one who has been pressuring someone in your life, or you're wondering why they haven't had a child yet, or what they're waiting on to have a child, and all of the different things that you may say, yes, your motives may be right, but you don't know what people may be going through infertility, miscarriages. They could be battling either one of these things. They could even be battling them both. There are some women who, who have had 
IVF treatments. They've gotten pregnant and ended up losing the baby. You just don't know what people are going through. So we have to be very careful. We have to be very, very careful with the things that we say and how we try to pressure people because we don't know what people are going through. In the U.S., the CDC reported that Black women experience maternal mortality at a rate two to three times higher than that of white women. Maternal mortality, meaning we are dying from getting pregnant and giving birth to these children. So sometimes when you're pressuring women, why haven't you started yet? What are you waiting on? Even if that couple has one child already or maybe two children, you're pressuring them to have more. You don't know what they have went through. There are a lot of women, a lot of couples who have had stillbirths. There are so many Black women who have lost their lives giving birth to a child. It's so many risks that we face as Black women and women of color that having a baby is not as simple as it may sound, as easy as you may think. The five most common pregnancy complications in Black women. One gestational diabetes. This occurs during pregnancy in women who do not have diabetes before they were pregnant. This condition affects insulin, a hormone that helps your body use sugar for energy. High blood sugar that is not well controlled can cause serious health problems for you and your baby. Two, preeclampsia and eclampsia. It involves a sudden spike in blood pressure. Preeclampsia can occur during pregnancy or shortly after giving birth. It can be extremely serious and sometimes even fatal. Eclampsia is high blood pressure, severely high blood pressure that can cause seizures and sometimes even comas. Three, high blood pressure. Four, preterm labor. This is going into labor after the 20th week and before the 37th week of pregnancy. And five, postpartum hemorrhage. This is excessive bleeding after childbirth, resulting in a potentially life-threatening loss of blood. And these are just some of the things that we as Black women face when it comes to trying to get pregnant, to being pregnant, to giving birth to a child There are so many complications that we face, that we go through, things that are talked about and a lot of times are not talked about because it's such a sensitive topic and it's such a sensitive subject. So you have to be very careful in this area. Some couples don't want kids and that's perfectly okay. Sometimes you can question why people haven't had a child yet or if they're even trying for a child. But some couples have came to an agreement that they don't even want children. Everybody does not want children. Everybody doesn't want to start a a family that consists of children. Some people just having one another is sufficient for them. That is their family, their spouse. That's whom they love and that's who they want to spend the rest of their life with. And neither one of them want a child. And that's okay. We have to get to a place where we're not so concerned about other people's lives. God gives us all free will. We get to decide the decisions that we make for our lives and what we want to do with our lives. No one else gets to dictate that. And honestly, that can be very frustrating for someone to always be asked, well, when are you going to have a baby? When are you guys going to try? And this is not even just for Black women who have not had a child yet. But what about the Black woman who may have only wanted one child? 
They were satisfied with having an only child and they get pressures from their family and from their friends and from their coworkers on, when are you guys going to try again? You have that girl, when are you going to try for that boy? You have that boy, when are you going to try for that girl? You really want your child to be an only child? Don't you think that's kind of selfish? Oh, I couldn't even imagine not having my siblings. But it's not your life. You're not the one that's going to raise and take care of that child. You're not the one that has to provide for that child. You're not the one. So why do you get to have an opinion? Why do you think that's even okay? Or for the couple who has multiple children already, let's say maybe they have two or three children and now you guys are like, oh, you have your boy and your girl, you have your pair, or you have three children already. You, you want to have another one? You know, you're going to have a football team soon. You sure you guys want to have another baby? Can you guys afford to have another baby? Oh, I couldn't imagine having that many children. I mean, just the insensitive things that you guys can say and come up with. Why do you get to have an opinion about how many children people can have? Are you going to come to this this couple's house? Are you going to help them pay the bills and pay for daycare and buy diapers and buy wipes and all of the things that come along with having children? Why, as a society, do we feel like we can have an opinion about everyone's life? I just don't understand that. Like, I honestly really don't understand that. And another thing about society, you're never satisfied. You have something to say either way for the couple that may be dealing with infertility, the couple who may have had miscarriages, the couple who have decided that they don't even want children. Or even a couple who's decided that they want to adopt and they're in the middle of an adoption and they've been saving money to, to, to be able to afford the adoption and they just haven't shared that with anyone. You just don't know what people are facing and what people are going through and what they have came together and decided for their marriage and for their life and for their family. For them, you, you're, you're questioning, well, when are you going to have a child? What are you waiting on to have a child? When when are you guys going to get the ball rolling? Hear people say. <laughs> and then for that couple who may have one or two children and you have society telling them, well, when are you going to have more children? When are you going to give that boy a sister or give that sister a brother? Or you came from a big family. You sure you don't want any more children? You know, I couldn't imagine if it was just me and me and one sibling. Now they pressuring you to have more children. But then this couple over here who has more children and now you like, oh, slow down. Oh, y'all got a lot of kids. Oh, I couldn't imagine feeding all of them. It's just you're never pleased you're never satisfied you always want something more always but what I'm encouraging you today is to begin to be sensitive to begin to sympathize and put yourself in the people's shoes who you're pressuring keep your opinions and your unsolicited advice to yourself it's only hurtful it doesn't help there are some people right now who are praying for a baby who are wondering why God has not allowed them to have a child yet, who are wondering what's wrong with them, who are thinking that they are not enough, who are having issues in their relationship and their marriage because they can't seem to get it right, who are sad and and depressed and upset and sometimes resentful when they when they're scrolling on social media and they see that their so-and-so had a child or they see that their friends are having children back to back. Or they hear about women who've had abortions, who who got pregnant so easily but didn't even want the child. Or they hear about that oops baby that those people weren't even preparing for. But they're doing the work. They're praying. They're taking the medications. 
they're having sex frequently they're doing all of the things that that we're told to do to try to have a baby but it's just not working imagine how that person feels who has to hear why you haven't had a baby yet what are you guys waiting on you don't want to start a family imagine being that person and having to hear that put yourself in their shoes we really we really we really gotta stop doing this and i can honestly say in the past, I have done this and my intentions were right. My motives were right, but I was insensitive because I didn't know. I hadn't experienced that. I didn't know what that felt like. I didn't know what it looked like. My husband and I, we had our first two children at a young age, back to back. Um, we had our first son, um, well, our only son, before we got married. We were 19. And then after, shortly after we got married, we had our second child, our daughter, our first daughter. But after that, I knew I didn't want any more children. You know, I would hear things like, you know, you guys not going to have any more kids. You, Monique, you're sure you're done? You know, all of the things. We heard, all, we heard all of the things. But I was very adamant that I was not going to have another child until I was ready to have another child. So nine years later, I'm ready. You know, I talked to my husband about it and we decided to start trying. And in my mind, because of my other children, you know, we weren't planning them. That's, you know, we hadn't sat down and had a conversation and said we were ready for kids. We were babies ourselves. So now it's a different situation. In my mind, I'm going to get off my birth control. And that's another thing that we um, have to talk more about, the effects that birth control has on our bodies. You know, a lot of us are on birth control for a long time for different reasons. Some women get on birth control as teenagers to clear up acne, to help with the bleeding from their cycles, and multiple reasons. And the effect that that the, long, the long-term use of birth control has on our body plays a lot into our fertility and trying to conceive a child so I had been on birth control since I had our second child so it's been nine years on birth control and I really didn't think much into it in my mind I was going to stop my birth control and boom I was going to be pregnant and it didn't happen like that it took us almost a year trying to conceive our last child and there were times a few months in I was like what well, what's wrong with me it shouldn't be this hard. And it wasn't even hard. That's nothing compared to some people who ha- who are dealing with infertility. This is nothing. But in my mind, I didn't think any of this through. I just assumed I would get off my birth control and I would be a- we would be able to have a baby with no issues. And that wasn't the case. Month after month after month, my cycle would come on. I would get a not pregnant test back. And each month, I would hurt a little more. I hurt a little more and hurt a little more. And then one day I decided to stop trying. Not that I would not be have sex with my husband and we wouldn't still try that way. But in my mind, I let go of the, the pressuring myself of all the things that I needed to do to try and have a baby. I really just gave it to God. Not even a couple months in after that, we got pregnant. It took us almost a year. But my point in saying it is the pressures that we as women already deal with with ourselves. We don't need the added pressure. The women don't need the added pressure from society or from family or from friends or from neighbors or from coworkers and everyone that wants to have an opinion. We already dealing with our own pressures, with our own selves and what we desire to have and wanted to have a child. So you guys, we have to be very careful in the things that we say. And we have to sympathize with people and try our best to put ourselves in their shoes. When people are ready to talk to you, when they want to share that part of their lives with you, 
they will. And have an open door, have an open ear, ready to hear, ready to listen, ready to be a shoulder, ready to pray, whatever it is that they need from you. Black women on the other end that are listening to this, this may be you who are trying to conceive, who may be dealing with infertility, who may have experienced miscarriages and the loss of a child. I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry. My prayer for you is that you are able to get what it is that you that you are desiring for your life, for your marriage, for your family, in whatever way that may look, whatever God's will for your life may be. Because I know that God's will may look different for each one of us. Some of us give birth to children. Some of us adopt children. Some of us have others carry our child. Some of us love on those children who may be an extension from us, whether that be our niece, our nephews, our students in our classrooms, our youth in our churches, whatever that looks like for you. My desire, my prayer for you is that God's will be done for you in your life. But my prayer is that you know that God loves you so much that he only wants what's best for you. But what I also know is that this can be a hurtful place and this can be a sad and a lonely place as well. My prayer is that you feel God's love, that you feel his presence, that he rejuvenates you to continue trying if that be your desire. But don't let anyone pressure you. To the woman who may have a child and who may not want more children, don't let society pressure you. Don't let your family pressure you. You do what's best for you, your marriage, and your family. You seek God's will for your life, but don't you let anyone pressure you to do anything that's not best for you. To the woman who may have multiple children, who may even want more children, who may in fact want a big old football team, don't you let anyone pressure you not to. Don't you let anyone talk you out of having more children if that be your desire, you and your spouse and your family's desire. Do what's best for you. Wherever you are on your journey, my prayer is that, that his perfect will is done in your life, that you know that you are loved and you are enough, that society can't tell you that you are not enough, but that you know in God's eyes you are already enough. Just for who you are alone, not what your body can do, not how many children you have. None of that defines who you are. You are already loved just as you are. Dear God, there are some women who are listening to this who may be in a season where they're dealing with infertility, where they may be dealing with the loss of a child, a miscarriage, and they're hurting. Their desire is to have a child. And they don't understand why, why they have to wait, why they have to go through. Why does it have to be so hard? Lord, I ask that you wrap your arms around them right now. In the name of your son, Jesus, I know that you know all about it. Each lady that is listening, I know you know their situation personally. Your word says that you know the number of hairs on our head. You knew us when we were in our mother's womb. Lord, I ask that you bless these women. Lord, these women that really desire to have a child and to start their family with their spouses. Bless them, Lord God. 
Lord, I pray for the woman who may already have a child and who may be feeling the pressure to have more, but really is not sure if they even want more or if they're ready for more or financially they can handle more or who may even want to build a closer relationship with their spouse before they even have another child or who may be feeling overwhelmed with the child that they already have and the responsibilities that they already have. Lord God, I lift them up to you right now. Lord, I pray that they seek your will for their lives, that they don't let what no one else says dictate their decisions for their family and for their marriage, but they trust you and you alone. Give them what they need, Lord God. I pray for the woman who may have multiple children, who may want more children, and who may feel judged for that reason, who may have heard the negative things from family and, and friends and society and that they don't need more children. Why would you want more children? How are you going to take care of all them children? All of the insensitive things that people say, Lord God, I know that you know. Lord, I pray that they seek you, that they trust you, and that they stay in your will no matter what no one else says. You provide as only you can provide. You give wisdom as only you can give wisdom. You help us to be those women that you have called us to be, Lord God. Every woman under the sound of my voice, Lord, I lift them up to you right now. Lord, it's so hard being a woman. I know that you know all of the adversities that we face, all of the things that we go through. But Lord, I also know that your grace is sufficient. I know that you said we can cast our cares on you because you care. I know that you said your yoke is easy and your burden is light. Help us to trust you. Help us to lay our desires at your feet. Help us to come boldly to your throne of grace with our desires for our lives, Lord. Lord, I thank you for being faithful. Reveal yourself to each woman that may be hearing this. Reveal yourself to them so they can know without a shadow of doubt that you are God. Lord, I thank you and I love you in your son Jesus' name. Amen. All right, guys. I hope you have enjoyed today's episode. Remember, I love you. I really do. But God loves you more. Bye. I hope you guys have enjoyed. Follow me on Facebook at Demo with Mo. If you have any questions you would like answered here live on my podcast, email them to me at demo with mo at gmail.com. That's D-E-M-O-W-I-T-H. M-O at gmail.com.